0: This episode is brought to you by Skyline Homes. Skyline Homes has a unique approach to land development. Their home construction begins with a disciplined approach to evaluating markets, acquiring land, and creating value through the planning process. Pride and personal involvement in the work that they perform result in superior quality and service. This philosophy has distinguished them from the crowd of other developers in this ever-evolving business. To find out more visit SkylineHomesDevelopment.com. That's SkylineHomesDevelopment.com. Hey there, this is Hannah McGee and welcome to the iHeart2C podcast. Join my husband, John, and me as we talk about all the happenings in our favorite place, Canning County. We'll be highlighting businesses, organizations, and just plain old people that make this such a great place to live. If you're tired of all the negative on the news and social media and need some inspiration, you have come to the right place.
1: Canyon County is one of the fastest growing areas in the country. It's a great place to live, and it's where we're raising our family. We're going to take a few minutes each week to talk about the place we call home, the good folks, and the great happenings going on in Caldwell, Nampa, and beyond.
0: So join us here at the iHeart2C podcast.
1: All right, here we go. Well, guests, uh, we're, we're... we're really excited to have uh, dr. Ben Merrill from Treasure Valley Community College in Caldwell um, join us for this podcast today I think you're really gonna enjoy hearing about some of the things that are t- taking place down there I know mm-hmm. a lot of people go by and you know they see the building they don't really know what's going on in there but as as Ben knows because I'm a regular at the uh, at the coffee shop I do see a lot of what's going on there and I know there's a just a ton of exciting things that are happening. So, uh, Ben, maybe you could start off by talking a little bit about your background and and how you got to TVCC, and then we'll get into some of the offerings that you have there in Caldwell.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. Thank you guys both for having me. It's uh, it's a pleasure to kind of talk about uh, you know TVCC. Um, you know, I will say this. I'll start by saying I, I think we are probably one of the the best kept secrets in Caldwell. Mm-hmm. You know, I you know people when they found out that I that I had this opportunity to come and work for TVCC, I would explain to them, oh, I work in Caldwell at TVCC, and, and a lot of people were like, well, so what do you what is what do you do there? What what happens? And then I said, so my go to has always been this. All right, do you know where the lights are? You know where the Caldwell lights mm-hmm. are? Everybody. Yeah knows where the Caldwell lights are. And I said, you know that really big building. I said, I work in there. And so then everybody kind of understands. And then that gives me that opportunity to start my, my elevator, my elevator speech about all the cool stuff that we that we do here. So but to give you a little bit of background about me and how I got here, I actually was fortunate. I actually got to go to school at Treasure Valley. I am a very proud wow. chucker. And uh, so I was one of those students in high school that I didn't really have a very clear path of what I was going to do after I graduated. Um, I'm a first generation college student. My parents didn't go to college. And so at home at night, there weren't those organic conversations happening at the dinner table there weren't conversations about, you know, FAFSA and, you know, degrees and all of those things that, that, that might be happening in some other homes. And so I was not prepared. I didn't really know what to do after school. And I was a, I was a very average student in, in high school, uh, partly because I didn't know what to do next. And, um, so some of my friends, I was going to go in the military and, uh, some of my f- friends, uh, Said, hey, you know, we're going to go to TVCC in Ontario. We're going to go to school there. And so I was like, you know what? I'm going to go to TVCC (laughs) then because I was too young to go to the military. I graduated high school when I was 17, so I couldn't go right in the military. So I thought, you know what? I'm going to go do this. So fast forward, you know, I work all summer. I go to TVCC and something really had something changed for me when I got to Treasure Valley. Like I said, I wasn't the best student in high school, but then I got to Treasure Valley and I realized right away why Treasure Valley is so special. And I say it's special for me, but my story could be replicated hundreds of hundreds of times. There were some teachers at Treasure Valley when I went to school there that really transformed my life. I talk about three or four teachers in my learning my career that had a huge impact. And, and two of them were during my associate's degree. Uh, I met uh, a, a professor, Debbie Scousen She was a psychology professor. She became this person that just she had faith in me. For in my, She was one of the first people that really saw something that I could be successful academically. And I had a math teacher. I struggled in math like most students do in high school. I had a math teacher that is uh, Drake Wallach and very black and white he you know there we weren't messing around in his class he was I think he was the basketball coach too mm-hmm. he just taught in a way that made sense to me and so for my entire academic career up till then I just struggled And I didn't see I didn't have anybody that really you know kind of took me by the side and said hey you know you can do this so I had these two teachers clear at community college that set me on my trajectory and, and I'll be honest I, I've said this a 100 times. I said it in my interview at Treasure Valley, if I wouldn't have met Debbie Skousen and Drake Wallach and some other teachers at TVCC, I wouldn't have went on. I wouldn't have eventually gotten a doctorate. Mm. Uh, wow. And it's it's That's weird awesome. to say that. The yes. so, that, a, mm-hmm. that. A professor at a community college was the reason why I was able to go on and be successful. And there's some reasons why. So the nice thing for me uh, was I was not ready to go directly to a four year university. I was like I said, I was super young. Um, I didn't have some of that family support or those conversations. I didn't understand like the the operational and logistical stuff about college. And so I needed this next step, which really honestly, Treasure Valley became my first choice because I didn't know where else to go. Mm-hmm. So I get to TVCC. And all of the th- the wonderful things you know about community colleges were true, and even more true at Treasure Valley. We had these staff members that they cared about me. Instead of me just being a student number, you know, at, at a large university, they knew my name. And I remember in high school, our high school teacher said, "You know, your your college teachers aren't going to care if you're there. They're not going to care if you did your homework." Mm. Yeah. I'll be honest with you, at Treasure Valley, they care. Sure. They you know, I'd come, I'd miss a class and I'd show up the next day and, and uh, Mrs. Skousen would say, you know, where were you yesterday? Or, you know, Mr. Wallach would, where, where's your homework? Why didn't you get it done? And that is what I needed. I needed that. And, and when I say I needed that, I know a lot of students needed that. So the, the beauty for me going to Treasure Valley was there's these, and then also the quantitative part, I did not have, a, I didn't come from a family that had the means to send me financially off to a to a university. And so, you know, quantitatively, I could afford to go there. And then more importantly, once I got there, there were people that cared about me and there was high quality instruction. And, and that's what made me be successful there. So for the first time in my life, I started to have some academic success in this incredible school I didn't even know what a chucker was when I when I went <laughs> to school in Ontario. <laughs> That's awesome. So you know, I go to school at Treasure Valley, and I finished in two years. I really had this idea in my mind. I really strongly believe that you know, if you you take fifteen credits, work hard, do your homework, you can graduate in two years, and then go on and do something else. And and I'm not. I, I've changed a lot in my professional life. You know, early in my career, when I was a teacher and a first year principal. I was college, college, college. You need to, you need to have plans to go to college. Then one thing I realized is not every student's next step should be college. Maybe it's come to treasure Valley for a year and get a one year certificate and then go be an incredible welder. Mm -hmm. One thing that I think treasure Valley does well is they recognize that it's not a one size fits all model. We, we all recognize that there's a need for students to get some additional training, but it's not, you don't have to get a two-year, four-year degree and then, and then be happy and successful, right? There's some other paths. So I graduated with a two-year degree from Treasure Valley and with an associate's degree. And my, my specialization or my emphasis was in psychology because this, I had Mrs. Skousen was just, I, I love taking her classes. Uh, if you don't know Debbie Skousen, you, you need to get to know this lady. She's she's amazing. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so then I go to Boise State. I go right to Boise State with a transfer degree. I have an Associate of Arts or, uh, transfer, and that set me up. So again, Ontario set me up for success. I get mm-hmm. to Boise State. I transfer right in there with all the degree, the credits I needed for my uh, to start my bachelor's program, and I uh, started my bachelor's in history and got a teaching degree a couple of years later. And then started teaching. Uh, I taught for a while and realized right off the bat that, you know, I loved teaching, but I felt like, you know, I want, I, we weren't making a lot of money. I remember my first contract when I was teaching, I was making the minimum, right? It was $19,000. Oh, and uh, it was tough. I was, you know, single guy and, and I still didn't have enough money to do all the fun stuff. And so I ended up, uh, I, I met with my, our, 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 I had a great principal at that time. He said, you know what? I think you'd be a good principal. Why don't you try it? So I got my master's degree. Uh, And then I just kept going. I ended up getting my educational specialist degree after that. And then I took a leap of faith and, and, and got my doctorate. Some people ask me, you know, why did you go get your doctorate Ben? And, and part of it honestly was to prove to myself that I could, Mm -hmm. you know, I was that student in high school that struggled like academically. I didn't know, you know, probably some of my counselors, if they knew what I was doing now, would, would, would be happy for me, but they'd probably be a little surprised that I'm now I'm the director of a of a uh, the TVCC Caldwell Center, but uh, it was part part of it was to prove to myself that I could be successful academically. And the best part of this, and one of the reasons why I think I enjoyed being a high school principal and now working in a community college the most, is I'm a lot like some of the students that we see here, sure. you know, some yes. of the students that come to us are incredibly talented and gifted students. Uh, but some of the students that come to us, they, they, they don't really know where they want to go or maybe they weren't the best student. So that that's who I am. That's my story. And so it's kind of nice to be able to connect with them on that level. They maybe were a kid that got in trouble a little bit in high school and I'd say, Hey, I can tell, I can tell you some stories. Uh, and so it's just nice to be back. It's kind of full circle in a lot of ways. To come back and be a part of this college that without this college i would not be where i'm at today and so wow. i got to spend some great years as a teacher and then a coach and then a high school principal and then superintendent for a while as well and so that's wow. kind of what that's that got me to today what, an, a, great story. what an adventure mm-hmm. i yeah i you
1: mm-hmm. know when we asked you to tell a little bit about yourself i i some of the mm-hmm. the details i didn't know obviously i've, I've read your bio but to go from an associates to a phd of course i'm not in education but i you know have a college degree it, that seems so unusual to me and the fact that you did that is just yeah, is remarkable
0: very, it's inspiring for a lot of a lot of young people i'm sure
2: I, I think i think one thing that i've learned in my in my experiences is there is so much potential in every single student that walks in a building mm-hmm. right but some, a lot of times, that potential is not discovered, right? And so, in my situation, my potential was not discovered in high school. I probably, uh, you know, I I excel, I excelled in uh, some athletics. I wrestled and played football, and I excelled in that. So, I think sometimes you get pigeonholed in, you know, what that's that's who he is, right. you know, that's who he is. And so, um, the funny part is when I graduated from high school. I always joke that I graduated first in my class, and people are like, wow, that's, that's impressive. But <laughs> then I finish the story and say, we graduate based on height. And so the shortest guy <laughs> and the shortest girl would line up in the front. And so, oh, so I did graduate <laughs> from my class, but for different, different, different reasons. reasons. Oh, that's I, so then, so i I struggled in school. I wasn't the best student. I, I got in trouble a few times, but then actually the funny part is I was able to go back and I became the principal of that building mm-hmm. and uh, I took wow. over for my high school principal. And so those were some fun conversations to have yeah. uh, when I sat in his office, I was his vice principal for a year. And I said, do you remember when I did this? Do you remember? So he, (laughs) he, you know, it was good for him too to see that students that are walking in the halls who might not look like, you know, that academic kid can be successful. Mm -hmm. But again, it goes back to, I wouldn't have been successful if I didn't find that teacher. Mm -hmm. And, And fortunately for me, I had two at Treasure Valley and one at Boise State. Uh, there was a teacher at Boise State that had as big of impact on me as, as Mrs. Scalson and Mr. Wallach did. And and that's why, you know, that's why uh, I was able to kind of make it. That's super. Love what that. a super yeah. story. That's really
1: nice. So we see a lot of activity as, I, as I'm sitting there eating lunch. I see a lot of people coming in and out. Mm-hmm. I see a lot of uh, pilots that are coming yeah. in and out, right? Yeah. So tell us. Dr. Merrill, tell us a little bit about what's going on inside the building right now. What 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 kind of instruction is taking place? What sure. kind of classes? If people are interested in taking p- classes in Calbo, kind of what kind of offerings do we have there?
2: So one of the things that I learned when I when I interviewed for this job when I was researching the job, I remember on the freeway I kept driving by this billboard and it uh, um it's a billboard for Treasure Valley and there's a plane on it and I kept thinking. There's no way that this community college has an aviations program. So I do research, interview for the job, and then I get the job and I learn we have got probably one, if not the best, aviation program in all of uh, the area. So in the Caldwell Center, we have got the, the helicopter program. So if a student wants to uh, become, you know to learn how to fly helicopters and go through a licensing program, that happens here. And I think when I tell some of my wow. friends, like, you know, we've got a helicopter program here, we've got a fixed wing program in Ontario, I think it surprises a lot of people, because yeah. I think, I think a lot of people have kind of a stereotype of like what a community college is, right. is it's like kids that maybe struggle, and they're just getting remediation courses, then I bring them onto campus and I say hey do you want to see our flight simulator that we have <laughs> upstairs in the second floor. And I think it opens their eyes like, wait a minute, there's more to it than just, you know, Mm -hmm. just the the remediation math. And so, yeah, so we have got an incredible aviation program that is housed out of of our campus here. Um, Our helicopter program is, you know, students that graduate from our program are in high demand. So our students graduate they're getting jobs, high-paying jobs that uh, that can support families no matter where they live. And so it's incredible that we have inc- great partnerships. We have a, a great partnership with Silverhawk out by the airport. Uh, our instruction, our instructors uh, that teach our pro, our students um, are they're working in the industry. So these aren't people that just are teaching out of a book. These are people that are teaching hands-on that have done it themselves. Uh, so what a great opportunity for someone that you know we have still, we have a lot of students that come out of the military that then come to us mm. and so a lot of those students will come to TVCC they'll get this helicopter program they might have had a background in aviation in the military but that's not all of our students we have a portion of our students are you know new to new to uh, aviation they've they they've had this dream they wanted to fly and then we have the opportunity to come and do that right here at the college and it, it, you know, it's unique, you know, growing up in the treasure Valley, I didn't know that there was an aviation program anywhere here. Um, and so to, to know that there is one, if someone's interested in aviation, man, TVCC is the place to go. Wow. Yeah. Huh.
1: It's, it's super. We see the helicopters flying around, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. all the time yeah. and it's, it, it's, it's yeah. constant. And it just tells you, um, you know, the volume of students that yeah. you're seeing there and the people who are, are learning. It's been a great, you know, put on my city council hat for a second. It's a great economic, development engine right Right. to have all these these takeoffs and landings at the caldwell airport and including those students it's it's been tremendous for the community
2: i i had an opportunity uh a few days ago i went out and spent you know a couple hours at the caldwell airport And, and i'll be honest with you i had never been to the airport before i've driven by a million times on the freeway um and I was never crazy enough to go and like jump out on the planes and do the all that. But so yeah. anyway, so I went and I met with Rob Oates. I think Rob is the manager of the Caldwell Airport. Mm-hmm. Right. Rob, if you don't, if you haven't met Rob, and I'm sure you guys have, but if you haven't met Rob, he is a he's a comedian, just yes, a great guy to, to meet. So I go and spend time with him, and he gives gives me a tour and we're walking around. And I just was, I was shocked by the number of fixed wing planes landing, helicopters landing hangers, everything. And I asked him, I said, is today a special day? Like I didn't realize there was this much traffic. And Rob said that, that we, that Caldwell Mm -hmm. is one of the busiest airports in all of Idaho. And so you wouldn't think that you just see it as you're passing by and you think, Oh, there's probably some crop dusters out there, but no, we have the, what the, if not the busiest airport in the state of Idaho. And so that is, man, what a great opportunity for the college to You know, to recognize the the nice thing about our school, I think President Young, it's a testament to her and a a testament to like our Vice President Alves and uh, Vice President Lee. They really have a good pulse finger on the pulse of industry. So we've got this huge need out there. Let's start an aviation program. Uh, that's what I like about the the college, the community college is they are very responsive to our community and our, and our people in our community. It'd be one thing to have an aviation program just because it sounds cool. Right. But this actually meets a need that we have in, in Caldwell and we've got the busiest airport. We should have a, we should have a program. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Would you, it's so cool. And so neat to, to be able to know, to know that there's these opportunities for these young kids coming out of of high school and just that they have the opportunity to try something like this just in their backyard. What are some other um, programs that you guys specialize in and offer um, new students?
2: So the, the list is huge. So I'll talk about the Caldwell center, but a lot of things, but I want to preface by saying this, we, with one thing that we've learned with COVID, right. Is that we can do a lot of things with technology like this, this interview right here is a great example of that. So one thing schools have learned that we do really well here is we are not limited. So a student that comes to the Caldwell Center is not limited based on geography. Classes that are happening at the Ontario campus, we have a, we have three smart classrooms that are here. Mm. So you might be located in Caldwell because you live here, but you can take classes that happen right in Ontario. Oh, yeah. If that's not the best suited, you know, if, if you're not best suited for that learning style, I completely understand that. So a lot of our students will just take it face to face on, on Caldwell's campus. We have professors that come back and forth. So, so it's not one thing that I think happens sometimes with some remote campuses is you're pretty limited to just what they offer. The nice thing, again, what the college has been had enough, you know, we have an IT guy that Scott, Scott is amazing. He has these three smart classrooms that, are interactive back and forth the teacher can see you you can see the teacher there's dialogue there's microphones everywhere there's cameras everywhere so it's really really immersive in the learning environment Mm -hmm. but some other programs that we're really proud of you'll hear me talk about partnerships a lot we are incredibly proud of the partnerships that we're starting to develop with like elevate academy Mm -hmm. so even though we have this building here we can teach welding now uh, through elevate so our teacher on, on Elevate's campus, uh, after Elevate students are done with their learning, uh, day, our students can go over there and then they can take welding. So we have a great welding program. Uh, I, another one that was kind of unique, surprising to me because we're a community college, we have a cybersecurity program mm-hmm. and, you know, cybersecurity me. So I, I'm going to be the first one to admit, like, I know how to turn my computer on. <laughs> I know how to, you know, email and all that cool stuff. But when they start talking about cybersecurity, I start kind of glossing over and i just go okay tell me you know what time do you need the, the classroom open and so we have the cybersecurity classroom so students that might be interested in not just entry-level computer type you know industry but they want to get behind the scenes and understand you know how do we prevent loss through computers and we have all received emails that were you know those scam emails or those right. phishing emails one thing, because I'm coming from a, a, a industry where at times the in especially in Idaho, we have been the target of people that you know have come after and tried to take over uh, information through public public schools, and some school districts have fallen for it. And so there is a big need right now in Idaho and beyond for skilled cybersecurity folks wow. that know how to protect us, you know, because the problem, I'm sure Scott, you know, every day has all these users. We've got all these excited staff members and excited students that we're clicking on every link that comes to us. And, and we need someone, everybody needs someone on the back side of that that's protecting our information, our financial information, all of that stuff is very vulnerable. So it's kind of a cool program that that you can get right here in Caldwell Mm -hmm. to learn how to, and and talk about uh, valuable and in Mm -hmm. need. Uh, One thing that probably what Scott would say too is his students, before they even hit the, the, the door when they're done, uh, they're being hired. They're being hired by businesses throughout Idaho, companies throughout Idaho that need someone to protect their assets. Because it's one thing to have a great, you know, business, but if they're not protecting all of the stuff that the business is, you know, their financial records, their employment records, et cetera, you know, your your business is not going to be successful in the long term. So that's wow. an exciting player, wow. too, uh, that I would never have thought that we would have here. Um and, and I don't think a lot of people know about it as yeah. well.
1: Yeah, that's super. I did. I didn't know about that. That's a, that yeah. is a really a needed thing right now. That's great.
2: Right, right, right. And and again, it goes back to what we're really trying to do. What the next thing that I, once I got hired, my first task that I started to do is I wanted to go out and I wanted to meet. I wanted to I wanted to go meet Anita at Caldwell High School and go talk to Shane at Valley View and go out and and meet all of these people in the Caldwell community so we could really start to increase our partnerships. I mean, we are like six minutes away from Caldwell High School. So we want those students that want that option or those choices, if they have a free period at the end of the day and they can come over to TVCC's campus, we want to be that first choice for them. you know, a student has a lot of choices. Now they have a lot of choices with online learning for college credits, you know, CWI, they do a great job, but we also do a great job. And we're really, we're close. We're here. And so I just, I drew a circle and, and just had a little uh, radius. And I like I want to meet every single one of these uh, principals or counselors so that they know, because, you know, I was the principal at Middleton for a while, and I didn't know what Caldwell's TVCC center was. Sure. I didn't know that, uh, So everybody's aware about advanced opportunities, this money that the legislature offers to students to take college classes. Well, there was this misperception that because we are a TVC in Ontario, Oregon school, that those kids couldn't take and use those monies. And so that's been the biggest thing, that myth I've been trying to break with principals that those students can come here, use their advanced opportunities money and take classes. That's Uh, that's huge. Mm -hmm. That $4,500 can go a long ways for a student in high school to get a an associate's degree or get some welding classes you know taken so that they can go be successful what their next step is
1: yeah boy that's that's really really cool talk talk to us about what's what's the future hold for tvcc and caldwell i these these programs are fantastic um i i would love to see my kids you know (laughs) taking some of these courses what's What's the, what's the future look like as, as, as we go, you know, you talk about cybersecurity and some of these kind of cutting edge programs. What does the, the future look like?
2: So that's a great question. And I, I think the future, I would say a couple of things. I think the future here is this, we have a very, very important role in, recon- in in offering options to students who may not be ready either to go off to a four-year university or may not ever want to go to a four-year university. I think what the future is is for us is we offer incredible credits at a low cost. To come to Treasure Valley, you know, you can look at it quantitatively and say, you know what, I can go to Treasure Valley and pay $118 a credit, right? And so I might not know what I want to do yet, but I know that I want to go explore some options. That's a lot cheaper than going to a four-year school and paying, you know, $366, Um, I think another one of the the things about the future of Treasure Valley is this, is because the college is so responsive to the needs of the community and the area. I think when the community, as the community evolves, as we get more people moving into the area from out of state, you know, our our community is growing. The nice thing about Treasure Valley is we're going to be here as a response to that. And we're going to provide opportunities that are meeting those new jobs that may not, I remember five years ago when I was a principal, they were talking about how in the next 10 years, a lot of your graduates will work in a field that doesn't even exist now.
0: And that's true, right?
2: Wow. 10 years ago, if you said cybersecurity, I, that's like Star Wars or Star Trek yeah, to me. Yep. Like, I don't know what that is. But now, so cybersecurity is not only a new kind of a cool, it's very, very needed. And so I think what the college will continue to do with their strategic vision and strategic plan is the healthcare industry, right? We have seen this for the last two years, as we've been battling this pandemic. The college is, you know, they're built, they're going to be building a new nursing facility, a nursing center in Ontario. They're going to be able to provide instruction to our our healthcare professionals. I think that's a a huge part of the future. Uh, I also think technology with this cybersecurity and networking and and being a part of that, you know, that cloud type instruction, it's one thing to understand how to build a computer, but there's so much more to it now than, than there was 10, 15 years. I remember when I graduated high school, the internet had just, i the first time I got on the internet was my senior year in high school. And I yeah. remember the computer I was at. And when I became that principal of that building, I went and t- I told stories. I'm like, this is the first computer that we had internet. We had one computer in our school that had internet. Mm-hmm. Well, now every student has a Chromebook. My See, my fourth grader and my seventh grader, no, yeah, my fourth grader and my seventh grader, they both have Chromebooks. So they've got technology in their hands where I didn't have the access to uh, the internet until I was uh, a senior in high school, and yeah. I I remember I looked at it. A friend of mine said, "Hey, you got to check this out." And I go, "Oh, that's not going to last." <laughs> I think there's one website that I go, "Oh, that's 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 silly." Yeah. Look what what's happened since okay. then. every yeah. single one of our students have these Chromebooks, and they have the technology at their at their at their fingertips all the time. I do think too. One thing that we are trying to do is we are trying. We want to grow our enrollment. We want to be out there. We want to emphasize that we are not just focused on high school graduates that are coming here. We are an asset to our community at large. And so we've got to recognize that, you know, that 18 year old student that just graduated from Caldwell High School is just as important as someone that maybe was in a, in a career field that maybe is starting to be less significant and they wanted to come back and try. And, you know, we might have some 40 year olds come back and say, I want to get into cybersecurity now. Sure. I want to get into one of these programs uh, that uh, will get me, will take me for 20 more years in my profession. Mm. I, that's what the coolest thing is about our population. If you stood at our front door and saw students walk in, you have an 18 year old kid walk in and then you have a, a grandparent, the next yep. person yeah. walks in yep. and they're in the same class. And, and that was, uh, that's the coolest part of our culture mm-hmm. is I would say this, we are the most inclusive culture of any college that I've been in, you know, I went to Boise State afterwards. Had I loved Boise State, mm-hmm. but Ontario was way more family. We were a family. We had, you know, moms and dads and kids and grandparents in there. So we are helping meet the needs of a community that has a big need. You know, you know, CWI does a great job. But obviously, you know, they're in Nampa. They're a ways away from us. We ha- we are filling a need here uh, in Western Treasure Valley that otherwise I'm not sure what uh, these students and families would do. Yeah,
1: that's terrific. That's terrific. That. Mm-hmm. Well, Dr. Merrill, we've really enjoyed talking to you on the yeah. podcast and Thank you. hearing about what's all the cool things that are happening down there. And we um, will encourage people to, we'll put it in our show notes, uh, to check out the website, check out the course offerings. Check out just more of of what's going on down in Caldwell, and especially people who are listening who might be interested in taking a class, right? Mm -hmm. And sharpening their skills or learning a new skill, right? This is what a great opportunity we have right in the middle of our town, right in the middle of Caldwell Mm -hmm. to do all that. So
0: that's great. We're really grateful.
1: grateful Thank
2: you. If there's any homeschool families or students that, you know, we have a great uh, opportunity because our schedule is pretty flexible, there's a huge homeschool population in this area. That's one of the things I really want to do a homeschool night here at the campus, because when I was a building principal, one area or one population, I felt like we didn't do a great job was supporting those homeschool families when those kids were getting to an age that they were starting to take advanced classes. I really want us, I want us to be the first choice for them. You know, if I homeschooled my kids, I don't know how well, they they probably wouldn't (laughs) like that that well, but I know at some point my ability to teach them advanced math, advanced math, you know, higher level. uh, We want to be that. We want to be that asset for these community, these families are in our community as Mm -hmm. well. So I'd be remiss if I didn't mention our homeschool families because they're, they're important. They're an important part of our
0: community. That's great. Awesome.
1: That's great. Well, Again, Dr. Benjamin Merrill from uh, Caldwell Treasure Valley Community College, we really appreciate you being yeah. on here and and telling the story of all the great things that are happening. So, yeah, thank you,
0: thank you so much. Okay, thank you both. I appreciate it. Yes. Yeah. Okay, have a good day.
1: Thanks, Ben. That's that was that was yeah. that was great. Thanks so good much. That... Thanks for joining us on the iHeart Two C Podcast. Do you know someone or something that we should highlight? Would you like to get the word out about your business? Send us a message at podcast at iHeart2C.com.
0: You can follow us on Instagram and Facebook at iHeart2C. If you like the podcast and are listening on Apple, make sure to leave a review. Until next time, keep it local and keep supporting Canyon County.